Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 31st of May. Victorian health authorities are scrambling to try and find how a mystery case of COVID got into a Melbourne aged care facility. Our care Maidstone has been placed into lockdown after an employee who was asymptomatic worked there for two days last week while potentially infectious. It's not clear exactly how the worker aged in her 50s caught the virus, but she had one dose of the COVID vaccine, but not all residents or staff at the facility have been vaccinated. The mystery case is among five new infections in the state recorded yesterday, taking the current outbreak to 40 with more than 200 exposure sites. Epidemiologist Professor Catherine Bennett has told the project the new case at the aged care facility is very concerning. Look, it's our our kind of worst case scenario, isn't it? Having the virus um, get into an aged care facility is is a big concern. We know that uh, half the people also in that residential care have been vaccinated, but we don't know how many are, are fully vaccinated. Meantime, the Victorian government has slammed the federal government for not offering financial support during its seven-day shutdown. The state government announced a quarter of a billion dollar package to help small to medium businesses and sole traders. The package is bigger than the one announced for the February lockdown, as this time around there is no JobKeeper. Here is Acting Premier James Molino. We asked multiple times of the federal government uh, to support workers during this period and the unrelenting answer has been no. It's not known if the Victorian government will extend the current seven-day lockdown, but Jenny Lambert from the Australian Chamber of Commerce and Industry has told Sky it's the constant uncertainty involved with the shutdowns that really hurts business. Seven-day lockdown is different than a five-day lockdown, is different than a three-day lockdown, and sometimes business doesn't know what's going to happen until everyone else knows. And by then it's too late for businesses to plan for what the lockdown implications will be for them. Also making news this Monday morning, Prime Minister Scott Morrison will enter his first full day of talks with counterpart Jacinda Ardern in New Zealand. On the agenda, China's increasing influence in the Pacific region and more opportunities between the two countries for travel within the trans-Tasman bubble. Scott Morrison also flagging other tourism routes in the South Pacific region. We've had a number of those discussions, whether it's Vanuatu or the Solomon Islands or Fiji or Tonga or any of these places. The Prime Minister and his wife Jenny are set to head home after a full day of talks today. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground and we start in Queensland and the state government is set to follow in the footsteps of other states in opening mass vaccination hubs as it looks to ramp up its rollout. It's understood the recent outbreak in Victoria has prompted the move with large sporting venues likely to be transformed into the new centres. Our Brisbane reporter David Shiraz has the details. Good morning, Tash. While the plan could see the likes of Suncorp Stadium, the Echo Showgrounds and the Brisbane Convention Centre converted into the vaccination venues. It's understood plans to staff and operate the hubs are already underway, with amendments adjusted to existing regulations to formally allow the process. This move in addition to the 14 community vaccination hubs to open their doors from July. And to New South Wales, and there are damning allegations that the state's paramedics are so overstretched that police officers are now being forced to step in and rush patients to hospital during emergencies. Our reporter, Siobhan Caulfield, has more from Sydney. 
Yet harsh ambulance wait times have become an increasing concern here in Sydney and now it's starting to impact other departments. A police officer has written a letter to the New South Wales Police Association saying it's becoming more and more frequent with police plugging a serious hole in the system and conveying patients in police vehicles because they're frustrated at the ambulance wait times. New South Wales Ambulance says it is addressing the shortage. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Rupert Murdoch's News Corp is taking a punt on a gambling business that will create a fox bet. Yeah, the Sydney Morning Herald says industry sources who spoke anonymously said News Corp is talking to Fox Corp, also controlled by the Murdoch family, to use the fox bet brand name. And it could also end up owning the TAB for older gamblers Beside another betting business aimed at younger people. Will it happen? Bet on it. <laughs> now, with stock markets worldwide moving into record territory, could China be the curveball that will hurt the boom in shares? Let's hope not, but market experts are only looking at the US and places like here where interest rates are low, with the central banks giving us lots of money. But China has been booming longer and is now putting on the economic brakes to avoid inflation. This could be a surprise hit to world growth and the surge in stocks. Better hope the experts are wrong. Mm, Absolutely. And the Kiwi PM has stayed loyal against China, Peter, in opposing Australia and New Zealand Beijing's bans on barley and other exports. With PM Morrison in New Zealand, Jacinda Ardern has thrown her support behind Australia in its trade dispute with China on barley tariffs and lots of other products. It's a show of unity. And she said, Australia, you are our family. And so I can't imagine a more important time for us to just continue building those ties. Go, Jacinda. <laughs> well said, Peter. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> Sport now with Brett Thomas and Brett New South Wales has named its origin squad as the NRL prepares to decide where the series opener will be played. Yeah, of course, next Wednesday we've got Origin 1 was meant to be at the MCG, hoping that that would be packed to the brim. That, of course, will now be moved. Townsville is tipped to be the winner there. Sydney's Bankwest Stadium making a late play. We'll find out this morning from the NRL. Uh, Brad Fittler named his New South Wales squad yesterday. There's a heavy Penrith flavour. Five players have been named. Nathan Cleary, of course, will steer the ship at halfback. Jerome Luai is one of three Panthers players in line to debut. Isaiah Yo found out of his selection on live TV yesterday. Today, told by the man himself. Are you doing any this afternoon after shopping? No, I don't think so. <laughs> you are now. You made the origin side, so we'll see you this afternoon. Yoo! Yeah, cheers, Fred. Bloody unreal, eh? Stocking up on plenty of protein there at the shops before he goes to train with the Blues. Uh, now, AJ Brimson at Queensland, he's confident he will be right to pull on a Maroons jersey. He limped off early in the Titans' loss to the Sharks yesterday. Uh, his coach, Justin Holbrook, believes that he's stirred up an old injury. Yeah, I'm not sure. He got his knee banged up again and sort of some bone bruising I think which is what he got earlier I think Broncos around round 8 or something he's done that again. Paul Green to name his first Maroon squad this morning around 11am. Uh, Cam Munster is expected to be named. He is battling a foot injury. Kalen Ponga's under an injury cloud as well so a few concerns there for Queensland Tash. And for the second year in a row Brett the MCG will miss out on a Tigers Bombers Dreamtime Clash. Yes, it will. Last year it was moved to Darwin. This year it will be uh, Perth's Optus Stadium, of course, because of the COVID situation uh, down south. Here's Richmond coach Damien Hardwick, who's hoping uh, that it will be a full house at Optus Stadium. Oh, I'd be disappointed if it's not sold out. It's a wonderful game. 
you know, you just got to look at what the Indigenous players have, have done for, um, you know, the game at hand and oh, I can't wait to get a part, be a part of it again. It's such an important occasion and one of the big ones for, for our footy club. Tigers and Bombers both in great form. Tigers overcame the Crows yesterday by 28 points while the Bombers stunning upset over West Coast at uh, Optus Stadium. Shane Edwards, the star Tiger, was granted exemption to leave Melbourne for Sydney yesterday. He's joined the squad and is likely to return from an ankle injury. There are five other matches uh, in round 12. The AFL will make a decision regarding the venues and start times for those today. Six teams have the bye this weekend, Tash. Brett, thank you. Thanks, Tash. And Boris Johnson has become the first serving British Prime Minister to get married in office since 1822. Mr Johnson and his fiancée, Carrie Simmons, tied the knot in a private ceremony in London in front of a small group of family and friends. In a statement, Downing Street said the couple will celebrate their wedding next summer. Under current COVID restrictions, no more than 30 people can attend a wedding in the UK. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you bright and early tomorrow.